Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget. I'm Lee Gowland. I'm Brian Davis. And this is the 49er Faithful UK show. So, week three on the road in a hostile Arrowhead Stadium up against the free-scoring Chiefs offence. The surprising and disappointing fact to take from that is that we were only actually eight days away from being a quarter of the way through the regular season. <laughs> I know. It, it goes over so quickly, doesn't it? It, it does. It, it's, it's hard to believe it. I mean, if mm. you just let that sink in for a bit. We've waited so long for the regular season to start and we're already only eight days away from it being a quarter of the way through. Yeah, it's crazy how quick it goes once it's here. It's uh, That's why I try to make the most of it when, when the season's here, really, for trying to watch as many games as I can, trying to get in as many highlights packages as possible. I mean, even this afternoon, I've watched the Browns and the Jets. No, re- They've got no reason to watch the Browns and the Jets, but it was on telly. I was working from home, and it was just on in the background. I didn't look up to the telly particularly much while it was on, but... Um, there was uh, it was quite an interesting game actually. It was quite close. It was uh, spoiler alert: the Browns have won. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, you're just trying to get as much in as you can, aren't you? If you're you know if you're sort of addicted to the game as uh, as we are, and you just yeah, like I say, you just try to make the most of it while it's here, don't you? Yeah, I mean, no, normally I would have disagreed with your very first comment um, <laughs> uh, about the Browns not being a a particularly good game to watch. But obviously, yeah. last night was the Browns' first win since Christmas 2016. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and that is absolutely amazing. And I think it would be remiss of us not to mention it, even though this is the 49ers show. Yeah, I, definitely. I think it was so outstanding of the Browns to actually get their first win, win in so long. Yeah, it's worth a mention that. Yeah, and uh, Baker Mayfield stepped up and took over from a concussed Tyrod Taylor. He must have been concussed to have the uh, start of the game that I saw earlier. It was uh, it was pretty poor. I think he was two for eleven for nine or fourteen yards. I think it was or something ridiculous like that at the start of the game. So yeah, he wasn't uh, doing particularly well. But I was just sort of thinking about when the NFL season starts. You um, you look forward to it for so long, and then imagine you're zero and two. You're, you're just thinking, oh man, yeah, it must be awful, mustn't it? I know, I know we've been through it the last few years, and it you you're not praying for the season to be over when you're 0 and 2 0 and 3 and 0 and 4 and stuff but it's it's hard isn't it when when you wait that long and then you start yeah, that badly definitely. as well it's it's horrible feeling isn't it yeah and and that's why you can emphasize with the um the browns fans that, that they've been through two really really poor seasons Mm. I'm, I'm saying too they've been through many really really <laughs> poor seasons you, you wouldn't pick them out of choice would you now if you were picking an NFL team to support really no you wouldn't unless it's out of pity yeah and then you pick them right so on Sunday's uh, game against Kansas City Chiefs I think I've been fairly impressed with what I've seen so far from them on the offence um, but because of what I've seen on the defence I'm actually expecting Sunday's game to be quite a high-scoring game. Yeah, it could be, couldn't it? It could could be one of these games that ends up sort of like a 42-35 or something like that. But alternatively, you can just sort of see it ending up being everyone's expecting a shootout and it's going to finish something like 17-9 or something, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Gonna, it could be one of those games that really fails to deliver. 
Well, I, I hope it doesn't. And looking at the stats over the first two games, both teams have got favourable matchups on offense against the defense. Mm. Um, from a 49ers perspective, I would say we haven't played as well as what we can play. I couldn't really speak for the Chiefs' defense that they're not playing as well as they did last year or the year before that. They did have quite a dominant defense uh, two seasons ago. But definitely from a 49ers point of view, if we can get rid of the mistakes we made last week, I thought we'd put up quite a good defense against the Vikings on the first game. If we can take that to Kansas City, there isn't actually a reason why we couldn't come away with the W if the defense turns up, because we can put points on the board. And over the first two weeks of the season, the Chiefs have let in a lot of points, a lot of touchdowns, a lot of yards. I, I think that they've averaged over 500 yards allowed on defense, uh, and that's incredible. Yeah, I think the key for me is going to be our defensive line. We're going to have to get pressure on Mahomes. Um, this is our sort of chance to improve as the season goes on now. And looking at the snap counts and stuff, we're rotating quite heavily on our defensive line. You know, we've got the likes of Armstead and Thomas, Butner. And then you've got DJ Jones, Sheldon Day, Earl Mitchell, Ronald Blair, and um, Cassius Marsh as well. That, <clears throat> excuse me. All these guys are coming in and rotating. And to have that much of a turnover on our defensive line, I'm expecting there to have a much greater impact as the game gets into the latter stages of the third quarter and certainly into the fourth quarter when their O-line is tiring. And, and you know, and you've got all these fresh guys coming off the line causing pressure. That can only help our secondary secondary and linebackers and obviously with Foster coming back again I'd like our chances of improving on on the defensive side of the ball but to me the the real key are, are these sort of big body defensive linemen that they really need to kind of start making an impact starting getting their names on the stat sheets start if they're not getting their name on the stat sheets they need to start racking up uh QB pressures and stuff now it, it, to, to my mind it's time especially for Armstead and Thomas they now to now need to make a name for themselves um, and follow the example being set by Buckner for myself, really. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. The defensive line has been a little bit of a disappointment this year. I was kind of hoping more from them, given, as as we've discussed in the last show, given the picks that we've used on that defensive line. Hopefully they'll step up. If they do step up, and then couple that with the fact that we're going to have Foster, Warner and Smith playing alongside each other for the first time this season. In fact, for the first time ever in a regular mm. season game. It, it kind of makes your mouth water a bit about how we can perform on defence, especially if Witherspoon comes back and he, he's cleared his head, let that game go against the Lions and get back to how he can play. Obviously, he had that, he had that one mistake against the Vikings where he completely blew his coverage and he left the wide receiver wide open, I think it was Thielen. Mm. And he did exactly the same thing in the next game. Hopefully somebody's taken him to one side, Uncle Sherman, and calmed his nerves down. And hopefully we'll see how he performs. Like last year, last year he was excellent. So we, if we do okay at cornerback, the fact that we've got three excellent linebackers now, and I'm really looking forward to watching them, we just need to hope for the defensive line to step up and start to play a little bit better than what they have been playing. Yeah, definitely. 
The concern I've got on defense is going to be the matchup between Kelsey and Tart. Mm. I, I think Kelsey's <laughs> got that all day long, and I'm Tart's, really concerned. Tart's carrying an injury as well, isn't he? So he is. Yeah, he's um, potential to be uh, to, to have uh, a lot of problems there. Um, I don't, I'm not quite sure whether they're going to. They might even put Ward back in at safety, possibly. Obviously, he's played there before. Um, yeah, that that is quite scary. Even if it's um, Kelsey against a linebacking call, it's uh, it's a scary prospect anyway. Uh, regardless, uh, regardless of uh, who the matchup is, because to my mind, Kelsey's one of the top sort of two or three tight ends in the league at the moment. So, yeah, matchup nightmare. Or whoever goes up against him is going to have their work cut out, and the whole secondary are going to have their work cut out anyway, because. Mahomes has got weapons in abundance, hasn't he? He has, without a shadow of a doubt. And when you look at the individual matchups against the the wide receivers as well, you're looking likely to see Sherman up against Watkins, and that that's going to be a a tight matchup. Sammy Watkins, he he's a fantastic wide receiver. He showed mm. when he went to the Rams and he was there for one season. He, he was very good coming into a new system. He he picked it up straight away. And he, he put yards down. He, he got touchdowns. He really made. He, he made himself to be a really good threat through the air for them. Yeah. You look at Witherspoon, like like I said earlier, if he can just let that go, he's up against Chris Conley this week, and I think he's got the matchup. I think that's a favourable matchup for Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking at Tyreek Hill. So if they start playing a three wide receiver set, it's either going to be Conley or Hill that uh, drop down. Sorry, it's either going to be Conley or Hill that come in as the third receiver. I would expect that to be Conley rather than Hill. Uh, Do you think? I, I think it might be Hill. You think? Yeah, I, I think he's he's another again he's another matchup nightmare. He he's got what elite pace to him. He, he's uh, he's again he, he's just a, an absolute monster when he when he's uh, in open space. So so I agree with that. So what I meant was I would expect Watkins and Hill to be wide receivers one and two and right, Conley yeah, sorry, coming yeah, yeah, in yeah. as three. Yes, yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. So if if they're going to play a three receiver set, then you've got Williams having to contend with either Conley or Hill. Mm. Um, and just based off position and where they normally play, he would more than likely end up against Hill uh, and that's a mismatch that yeah, the Chiefs are going to love. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's scary, and you you look at the way Mahomes has started the season. He's doing everything right that you could ask for a quarterback. He's he's thrown off both feet. He's got an absolute gun of an arm, if, to quote the American term. Um, yeah, the potential there is to carve us apart if if it goes horribly wrong. Um, he's also got good sidearm release in the same way that Jimmy Jimmy does the same. Uh, he throws receivers open and he stands tall in the pocket as well, which is again, if the similarities are quite, quite, quite obvious to to me for Mahomes and, and Garoppolo at the minute, and and uh, he's got a good running game that keeps things open as well. And again, Kareem Hunt against our linebackers is going to be another interesting matchup on the field of play for to me. And just sort of keeping on the on the um, quarterbacks between. Um, how similar they are. Um, to my mind, we talk now about the sort of Rogers, Brees, Brady. 
and and the veterans, Big Ben and that in the league that are the the sort of gold standard quarterbacks that are there now. In five, six, seven years' time, when those guys are gone, Mahomes and Garoppolo could be spoke of in the same way that we speak about those guys now. To in in the way that I look at it, that there's that much potential there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Mahomes has been a bit of a surprise for me in the regular season given the body of work that he did in the pre-season and in in the off-season. So you'd see the reports coming out after Smith was traded to the Redskins and Mahomes turns up to practice and starts throwing interceptions left, right and centre. I, I know a couple of Chiefs fans and they all started getting really worried about that, thinking mm. that maybe Smith should have stayed for another season. But then he's come out in the regular season and he has been absolutely fantastic. Two games in and he's already got 10 touchdowns. It's incredible. It's, it's almost unheard of, isn't it, really? So you mentioned Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, I'll be honest, this season Kareem Hunt's been a little bit of a disappointment for me. Over the two games, he's got, I think, 125 yards. Um, which well, It's not that bad, 125 yards. However, I've got him in my fantasy teams. <laughs> so he needs to step up starting week four. It's horrible, isn't it, when you start looking at players for, uh, you start pegging them on what they're doing for your fantasy team, isn't it? Yes, yeah, uh... it is. <laughs> we all do it, though. Yeah. So over to our wide receivers. Is there any one of our wide receivers that you think will have a particularly good game against the matchup? If Goodwin's back, I'm saying Goodwin. Right. But he's got to be back for us to have any hope of trying to even stay close to the points that they might put up because he seems to be, he's the game breaker, isn't he? He's the home run hitter. He's the guy who can um, break the man-to-man coverage and he's also the guy that can possibly draw double coverage, which is going to open up um, the rest of the field for the rest of the receivers to try and um, get away from the man coverage he's going to be my key on offense um, to try and stick with the Chiefs as best we can. If he's not playing, I think we will struggle. I think we will definitely score points, but I don't think we're going to be as close as we like or you know, we want to think it's going to be. It's, it is going to be tough and Goodwin, to my mind, is the, is the key man there. The reports I've seen suggest that he may not be back this week and that he doesn't really want to hurry the recovery and risk injuring his thigh any further. Yeah. If he doesn't come back, I actually think we've got a decent matchup between Garcon and Orlando Skandrick. Mm-hmm. I think Garcon's got that all day long. I think the other two wide receivers, you're looking at Pettis, you're looking at Taylor. It's hard to tell with those, yeah. especially Pettis. I mean, we've got two games worth of um, footage on Pettis. So I mean, he could turn up Sunday night and he could blow everybody away. Um, but there's just not enough to make a decision whether or not he's going to have a good game against the Chiefs. But when I look at Garcon, and he will more than likely be up against Skandrick, I think Garcon's going to have a great game Sunday night. So it's a little bit of a segue. I was going to leave this till the end of the podcast, but it leads me to one of them. I've got some statistics which I've uh, found in the preparation for recording this podcast. Did you know that Pierre Garçon has yet to catch a touchdown for the 49ers? I did not, and I'm very surprised about that. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised when I heard that um, this week. 
and I thought I must remember to bring that up on the podcast because that's quite an interesting quirk that that if he's if he's going to do it this this could be the week to do it if you're going to break that duck yeah so of, he's had 12 what 12 10, games 11 games yeah yeah because I think it was the game before Jimmy took over that's where they decided to put him on IR I'm sure it was so I think he played 10 games last season and he's had the two this season but yeah that that is quite a surprising fact I could have sworn he'd get a touchdown last season, mm, but I guess yeah. that was just Goodwin. No, Good, yeah, Goodwin he's, and he's, Kittle. He's yet to score in the red and gold, so I'll call it now then. First touchdown for Garçon Sunday. I would agree with that. Like I said, I think Garçon's going to have a really good game Sunday. I think the matchup is in his favour, and because of the way the two defences have played over the last couple of games, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think you mentioned 42-35 earlier on. I would have to agree. I would say that's a pretty good score to go for, 42-35. Yeah, I don't know what the over-under is for our game, but it's, I'd imagine it must be somewhere in the 70s, at least I would have thought, if not late 60s. Yeah, well, I think the Chiefs are 10 points favourites, which I can understand why the 10 points favourites. So it's 10 now, is it? Because it opened at 7, I think, didn't it, earlier this week? Right. So 42-35 could be it. Get, yeah, you get your money on that one. <laughs> I haven't seen any particularly worrying injury reports this week. I know Sherman missed Tuesday because that was a veteran's day. Yeah. Um, Wednesday he was out with a bit of a heel problem, but they expect him to be a full participant today. Mm. Um, I haven't seen the injury report from yesterday, so I don't know if he participated or not. I haven't looked. Um, I don't normally pay too much attention to it anyway. Um, but like we said earlier, the Invisible Man could be back this weekend. So that is, uh, again, another bonus for the defence. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see Smith play for the very first time. Yeah, let's see if he's still got it in the same way that Sherman's still got it. Yeah. So before we wrap things up, are you going to stick with 42-35 as a score prediction? No, I think I'm going to back off that slightly. I think <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say we're going to. I think we're going to score. We're going to go close to thirty, but I think we might. I think it's going to be. It's going to be one of these weird scores. I think it'd be something like twenty-nine to us, and I'd say something like thirty-eight. Be about a nine-point game, I reckon. It'll just be just be under the the spread, right? Thirty-eight, twenty-nine. A bit of a weird, weird, weirder score. You have just read my mind. Really? <laughs> as soon as you said twenty-nine to us, the first figure that popped into my mind for the Chiefs was thirty-eight. <laughs> you read my mind. Right. I'm going to go with that with you. I'm going to join you on that. Okay. Thirty-eight, twenty-nine. Yeah. Uh, that that seems. Yeah, that seems about right. But I'm also going to say, I think it's still a winnable game because the Chiefs' defence uh, uh, have been poor. They've been very poor compared to the last two seasons. Um, both the Elliott Chargers and the Steelers put up quite a number of points on them. So, yeah, I still hold out hope that even though we're on the road, it's going to be a tough atmosphere. We're going up against a free-scoring offence. I think our offence, if the player to the best of their abilities, 
can match their offense. So it's going to come down to the little difference between the two defenses. And yeah. if our defense from week one turns up, I, th I think we could get the win. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Uh, but the, the realist in me who's still picking us for an 8-8 eight and eight season is saying we're, we're, we'll, uh, we'll end up in defeat. But as long as I see improvement, I'm I'm not happy because, like, like we said before, you're never happy to lose. But to, to see improvement and to see a team competing until, until the end, as long as we don't score 14, 15 of those points in garbage time, I'll be happy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not. It doesn't always mean they're so not real points, are they? No, they're not real points. If it's thirty-nine ten near the end, and and you manage to score two touchdowns, it it's not the same. I, I I'd much prefer to 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 be competing right until the end, if possible. So, exactly, compete for yeah. all four quarters. Yeah, and, yeah. and if you're a score on a field goal out, that's not too bad. Yeah, and as a fan, that's all you can ask for. That's yeah. all you can ask for. So, in terms of just some quick stats. The NFL's lead in Russia right now? Matt Beretta. He is indeed, yes. Uh, third most tackles in the NFL? Fred Warner. Yeah. Second most sacks overall? Oh, it's got to be Buckner. Yeah. Joint top field goals? Obviously, Robbie Gould, oh, six Robbie out of six. Um, most on his special teams tackle on the weekend reached 23.68 miles an hour. It's no wonder <laughs> his head bent back so far. That's mad, isn't it? He, he I struggled was, to get the point six eight mile an hour when I play five aside. He, he was like one of those little crocodile toys you get that you put the sweets in and you yeah. pull his head back to get the sweet out. That's yeah. what it looked like. His head just well, flipped it, it yeah. back. Um, Jimmy G currently has the lowest rating on third down. Um, Patrick Mahomes last week actually threw more in more touchdowns than incompletions. That's a worrying stat. And last one is uh, Sherman only has four targets with a spoon fifteen. Wow, that 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 is a uh, that that completely shows you what quarterbacks are thinking. Stay away from Sherman. Does, well, yeah. So one of the questions I was going to ask is obviously the, each cornerback plays to their position, either right side cornerback or left side cornerback. And mm. um, sometimes you don't see that. Sometimes if you've got a premier cornerback they'll do a good old-fashioned english man on man, man yeah, they'll shadow, won't they? yeah they'll move wherever so if if we worried about hill more than watkins would you expect sherman to shift from the left hand side over to the right hand side i'd personally i'd try and get sherman on hill and take my chances with watkins yeah i would agree with that that's that's the way that i would go if i was Defensive coordinator, obviously, <laughs> that's never going to happen. Um, uh, sat in my armchair as I am now. That's my armchair coaching for Sunday. <laughs> and it's it's as good as what any of us can do, isn't it? Well, exactly. Yeah, we we can all uh, we all, we can all dream up schemes. We can all say what we would have done and what we won't have done um, in these situations. But yeah, that's 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 pers my point of view. That that's, that's my personal opinion. That's that's the way I would go. So. Yeah, there you go. Great. It's it's a bit like the it's a bit like as I said before, and I apologise if I'm repeating myself now because obviously we've got the famous missing podcast out there. Um, when something is working, continue to use it regularly until they stop you. Um, I don't know how many times I have to say it and see it where you see an an area that's working or you're targeting someone that's working or you, you 
your play action's working and then all of a sudden you stop and you go conservative, you run it up the gut for two yards, run it up the gut for two yards and punt. You think, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, They've that... just stopped us for the last three drives and we've scored two touchdowns and a field goal by play action and by you know, running out of shotgun and, and scheming in different ways. And all of a sudden we've gone conservative because we're three scores up and we're punting the ball back to them and, and then they're back in the game. If you've got someone that works, continue to do it until they stop. And I, I've said that for years, and I just it frustrates me when uh, when that happens, particularly in American football. So, do you not think the Super Bowl is the back is at the back of Shanahan's mind? Because basically, that's what he was doing. Exactly what you've just said there. He continued to do what worked, but then it cost him. If he'd run the ball in that third down situation in in the third quarter when they were twenty eight three up. Um, in fact, I, th- I think it was a little bit closer at the time. But if you yeah. ran the ball at the time and then took the field goal, there's a good chance that the periods would never have taken that to overtime. Quite possibly, it might play on it, but it's not just Shanahan. This is, you know, we're going back even in the hardball days. It, it used to happen, didn't it? And it, it happens across the NFL. And I do think there is some in that that you know teams get scared that a, a turnover is going to happen, and all of a sudden they're going to come back into into the game, even from 28-3. At 28-3, you've got no business losing a game, have you, really? It shouldn't happen. It should not happen. It's a bit like in football, isn't it? If you're 4-5-0 up, you shouldn't lose those games, but it happens every so often, and everyone remembers those games. That's that's the unfortunate thing about it. Yeah, definitely. And when you first mentioned it, the first name that sprang to mind was Greg Roman, during Harbaugh's era. Yeah. yeah, we used to we used to start sticking points on the board. It was working really well, and then we'd change it, and mm. we'd go more conservative, and then the other team would get back into the game, and then they couldn't really get going again with how yeah. they were playing in the in the first half, and it did come back to bite us quite yeah. often. Yeah, you end up stuttering, and it does. Uh, you do let teams back into it. Yeah, um, and I think the last thing for me would be. Uh, again, it's going to be on Jimmy to get rid of the ball at the right time. Um, all of a sudden, uh, there's uh, speculation about whether he's whether he's a good quarterback. The answer to that is still yes. Um, you know, one loss and a few sacks and a few teething errors are not the downfall of a quarterback, to my mind. So, um, you know, and again, I apologise if I repeat myself, but it was in the uh, possibly in the missing podcast that. Essentially, he's only he's only started nine, ten games, hasn't he? So we're we're still dealing with what's a rookie stroke first year quarterback, and uh, we're going to have teeth and errors. We're not a Super Bowl team. We're getting there. We're close. the 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 building blocks are in place. The you know brick by brick and all that, and we're still in the rebuild situation. And I believe that with another solid off season, a decent draft next year is the year that's going to be all systems go. You know, this year is about getting ready for what's coming in the future. So that's my positive ending to to my preview for the Chiefs game. Yep, definitely. Um the third the third down stat did surprise us what what you gave there uh, about yeah. him being last on third down efficiency given how well he played last year on third down with mm. Trent Taylor and I think his third down completion uh, not completion percentage his third down rating last year when he was hitting Trent Taylor was something like 146. Mm. which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and that's almost it, perfect quarterback rating, isn't it? It is, yeah. So yeah. that that stuck quite surprised us there. Um, hopefully he can obviously turn that round and start playing like he did last year. Uh, and definitely he, he needs to stop overthrowing 
receivers as well. Yeah, and you know it's worth remembering we're only two games into the season, so it's a bit like when I don't know. Let's try and think of a really poor football team. You know, it's, it's a bit like after the second week of the season and like Charlton are top of the Premier League, or you know, not Charlton. I'm, I'm showing me age now, aren't I? And but you know, do you know what I mean? Like someone yeah. like that, you know, Burnley. When Burnley are top of the Premier League after two games, well, hang on a minute. It's it's only two games of the season gone. Let's have a let's. Uh, we don't really need to be looking at the league table yet. Yeah, definitely. It's those kind of statistics for me. It's uh, it's a bit of an anomaly, but we're we're only two games into the season, so uh, you know, let's let's not get too carried away and and too upset and downbeat about it. It's uh, you know, it's a good chance for him this week to rack up some yardage and uh, you know, get himself going. Right. So I guess in two days' time, we're going to find out how how well we've progressed over the last week, mm. and. Um, I'll hope for the W. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you stay I, realistic. I, will, I, I always <laughs> hope for the W. Uh, but like I say, as long as we compete, as long as we're hanging in there at the end and, and we're getting better, that, that's that's all I'm really looking for and that's all, all I can ask for as a as a fan. Yeah, it's all any fan can ask for as well, Ryan. Yeah, if it's 45-3 on Monday, I might not be so happy. <laughs> I don't think any of us will be happy if it's 45-3. <laughs> <laughs> right, he's looking forward to uh, Sunday then. Absolutely, let's go Niners. Yeah, let's go Niners. I think both uh, Brian and myself would appreciate if, if you could drop some score lines into the game day thread. Let us know what you think the score is going to be. Whether you not you think it's going to be a high scoring game, a low scoring game. Um, let's get some conversation generated in that game day thread. I've yeah, put that up today, um, so we can start talking about it over the weekend. And I'm over the moon. It's another six o'clock kickoff, so I don't need to stay up late because yeah. I need I need me beauty sleep. Although that is another thing that goes against us, isn't it? It's uh, it's an early kickoff. We're travelling not across country as such, but we're we're travelling a fair way to across country for an early kickoff. So those are again, it's one of those anomaly statistics, isn't it? That doesn't help things. But uh, and again, in terms of getting involved with the podcast and everything, if you think we're doing a good job, then let us know. If you if there's stuff that you want to hear that you're not hearing and if you've got any constructive feedback or constructive criticism then yeah let us know because you know the only way we're going to get better is to give people what they want to hear and um you know try, just try and make it better as best we can between us really and it is much appreciated as well we would definitely yeah. like to hear it right guys see you on sunday go niners Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep heart. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget.